In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign. And yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we watched Sunset Boulevard. Dun, dun, dun. 1950, um, directed by Billy Wilder, written by Charles Brackett, Billy Wilder, and D.M. Marshman Jr. Starring William Holden, Gloria Swanson, Eric von Stranheim, and Nancy Olson. Quick synopsis, Tracy, go. Okay, so first off, the opening monologue is just beautiful. Gorgeous. 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 It. This is a film noir without the detective. Yes. Yeah. Um, we start out on a murder and then we rewind six months, I think they said. Yeah, six months earlier. Something like that right. of yep. how we got there. So mm-hmm. it's it's the narrator is telling the story of how this murder takes place. And it's about a down on his luck Hollywood writer who basically is avoiding the repo guys who's mm-hmm. going to take yeah. away his car. And he ends up pulling into a what looks like an abandoned driveway and ends up being a very famous silent Hollywood stars home. And she in ruins. And yeah, well. She's still the kind exterior, of the but the interior is. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out she's crazy and she wants back to the movie. She wants back to the fame and adopts him and gives him he's she is his sugar mama. I literally said these exact I said these exact words yeah. comes to find out she's not a little crazy. She is a lot crazy and he and is very much older than him, maybe like by 20. Yeah. yeah 19 years to be years exact. So. Oh, 19 okay. years to be exact. There you go. I looked it up. Um, so like there, and then he realizes that she wants more and he's like, I do, I want this. And then she ends up trying to kill herself and he's like, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. And then he tries to leave when she, when he again realizes how crazy she is. She then, hid her. She hid her crazy in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a little. Well, it's just like if you're yeah, yeah, if you're leaving, nobody can have you. And then she she shoots him and he's the dead guy from the beginning. Yeah. So I had a feeling that that's how it was going to go down. And I actually was able to call a couple of things ahead of time. So I was proud of myself for that. But it wasn't like it was too obvious of a movie. It was just like I kind of knew I was like, I I had a vibe died. Yeah, I knew somebody died. Um, well, and then I also don't think show- it was, I don't think it was a mystery who died. It's just, no. you didn't get a clear read on his face at the beginning. I yeah. feel like I didn't know if it was me because I really am bad at faces, especially black and white. It was, yeah, black yeah. and white faces and older faces all kind of look the same to me. And like, you know, white, white guy. I just, yeah. they're all white guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was unclear. It wasn't like, that's me in the pool. Now let's rewind six months. It kind of was a little open-ended there. Yeah. Well, this is fresh in my mind because I literally like 20 minutes prior just wrapped this. Yeah. So Um, good synopsis, Tracy. Thank you. I'm going to do a couple of quick tidbits because there's just so many fun little tidbits in this. First off are the cameos. So this was because the you know there's a lot to do with old hollywood silent hollywood they brought in a lot of aging 
silent stars. Uh, so silent, it was the error. Was this before we continue, was this placed in the fifties or was this placed a little earlier? I think it was placed in the same period it was made. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause I wasn't sure if we had just come out of the era of silent films. No, and that's when a bunch of people were kind of just, you know, fell off the map because they weren't able to meld into the new, and we've had a discussion about that before. The reason I think it was present to when it was filmed is because of the cameos, because everyone, there were a number of actors who were playing themselves. So Cecil B. DeMille, first off is like the big one. He was, you know, huge in the silent era. Um, and he played himself. Hedda mm-hmm. Hopper was in there. Buster Keaton, Anna Q. Nilsson, and H.B. Warner. Uh, so what was the nickname he gave them? It was like the. Yeah, it was the wax. The wax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The wax. Or the wax. Something. something. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. Like, it was kind of fun to catch them, you know, if you knew who they were. And yeah, uh, the and uh, Oh, of course, Eric von Stronheim, who actually, you know, he was more than a cameo. He actually was one of the main characters. But um, the the one of the fun facts is the movie that she that Norma is showing Joe was actually a movie from the 30s starring her directed by Eric von Stronheim. So it was like this very. Yeah, it was that was that was a fun little easter egg in there yeah, that's cool so that so, was a whole thing it was like um the thing within the thing yeah yeah yep. right and this, that's what she, he said i was her first husband and i produced her right right early film or breakout yep. film or whatever she yep. was 16 this is a horrible comparison but i'm gonna say it anyway mm-hmm. in the first oceans 11 when rusty is having a poke he's teaching stars how to play yes. poker that's kind of what this reminds <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> um, and then the last little note I have is two quotes came from out of this movie. Um, top 100, top 100 movie quotes of all time from the AFI list. Uh, can you guys, do you guys know well, what the two are? I know one of them because the one of them I is had, like top 10. Like there was know. a lot of great I, dialogue in this. There film. was, I took a couple a of quotes down a lot, um, but it was, I, I, and maybe I'm missing maybe the second one, but the first one is the, all right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Yes. And I yeah. honestly, I had heard that quote and I had been watching this movie and I you didn't did put the two and not two together. put them together. And it was the closing line. And I was yeah. like, that's why there it is. Yeah. It's mic drop. I think it's one of the top most misquoted movie, uh, movie quotes as yes. well, because everyone thinks it's, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Yep. Not that, but. Um, the other one that, that made the top 100 is I am big. It's the films that got small. I have that. I am demo, big. Right it's that the is, films yep. that got small. It's a picture goes, that got small. Is it the film or the picture? Big. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. That's yeah. what it is. Boom. I wrote it down. Good Boom. job. You I caught it. it. You caught the big it. one. Good mm-hmm. job. All right. Those are all my little tidbits. Off the I bat. love tidbits. Those are uh, my yeah. favorite parts. Um, all right. So how did, how did we like it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I wrote me too. Um, my first thing I wrote was opening narrative. I'm already in love. Good. The way it set this whole scene up by that, like detective noir, it was beautifully written. The first, like, yeah. Couple of minutes was was just really great. I immediately turned on subtitles. Once I heard them going, I was like, I don't want to miss a single word. I popped the subtitles on real quick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's totally fair. It it was so well done that it felt like it was. And 
we were watching a remastered version. So it felt like it was a new movie doing an old movie instead of just being an old movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you, have you guys heard of this movie at least? Uh, I actually have heard of it. I just didn't, um, I didn't think it was this film. Okay. Same. I had heard, like, I've heard of the, the quote I had heard of the title. I don't think I knew the plot of either, Mm -hmm. but things kind of fell into place, I think. So yes and no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought that I, because I was, I was kind of on the fence about the level of fame this movie had, because I think it is one of those where it's everyone knows the name Sunset Boulevard, but could not give any of like nobody's seen it in years and all that jazz. So, yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad we watched this. This definitely was worth a watch. hundred percent. Good. I'm glad we all liked it guys. That's good. So I will say I actually have a pet peeve um, and this movie kind of falls into it, but transcends it. So I, my, I have a pet peeve subgenre, the way that Tracy, you hate mumblecore. I hate movies about movie making. Oh yeah. Um, because it's very egocentric and movie makers think that movie making is the greatest thing in the world and that everyone wants to move to LA and be movie makers. And it's like, no, n- no, no. Prince and the showgirl. Um, but, uh, yes. yes. Wow. Good call. Yeah. I was like, job, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but this movie transcends that absolutely transcends. It that. does it in like, yeah, a classic way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's jump in. Top of the marquee. What was everyone's favorite part? <laughs> My favorite part was the Agatha Phillips scene between Betty and uh, Joe. Agatha Phillips okay. scene. Because I wanted to ask you specifically, Betsy, about this scene. Um, it's when Joe goes to, right? Joe's the main guy, right? Yep. Phyllis. Yep. So he go, he's like, I need to get out. I need to go find a party. I'm going to go to my friend's house because I know he must be having a party. Yeah. He goes to, to see people party. my own age, he says, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So he goes to the party and he meets Betty again and they kind of rekindle whatever and they want to have like a conversation. So they go to the rainbow room. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the side room or whatever. And they have a conversation, but they adopt like a character play it's character play yeah and it is rp very flirtatious yeah almost up to a kiss it it, and i'm i tried to google it quick and i i didn't get very far maybe if i get it again with like specific quotes or whatever but they were these characters agatha and philip and i couldn't tell if they were trying because it's a movie about movies and they were both writers if they were trying to be like i was like oh maybe it's I've never seen Gone with the Wind, but I was like, oh, maybe it's characters from Gone with the Wind or something, something along like that. Or if they're just both writers. So they made up these like characters or whatever. It was very flirty, very cute. I loved it. That's interesting. That's interesting that that because the first time I I actually watched this twice in the past, like four days. Um, And the first time around, I was really confused by that scene because I didn't register that they had jumped into like this kind of flirtatious character you know writer thing. it took me it took me a minute to put the pieces together right so i couldn't quite tell i thought that they were like really just like oh screw arnie and we're or arnie and we're just gonna you know at first i was like upset in they, arnie's defense so it wasn't I, I until was the second too, time around i was that, too but it was just the chemistry was there yeah. and the yeah. little characters i was just you know it reminded me of this is a weird connection what was the movie with um, 
the guy who wasn't the guy who he said he was and he was climbing outside the window to get to the bad guys who thought he was also a bad guy, but he actually ended up being a detective. Um, charade. Sure. Yes. Charade. Um, it reminded you of the window, the, window, the window couple. People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a horrible. I got you there. Thank I you. got you there. Anyway. <laughs> Leave it to Betsy. Leave it to Betsy. Better yeah. call Betsy. If you need help getting there, she's going to get you there. Yeah. That's what I'm anyway. here for. All right. That <laughs> anyway. was good. That was a good choice. Serena, what was your favorite part? So, um, I, I loved the, uh, the chemistry between Betty and Joe. There was, um, an inner turmoil there because of Artie. And I thought that they were, he was a good guy. He was a really great guy. And I thought that they're, um, I mean, she ended up with Artie at the end. It's okay. Everybody. No, I know, but still like, it almost was like, yeah, it was almost like she was just settling for him because she's like, well, I'm in love with Joe. Basically, I mean, she didn't shoot without saying it, said it. So I have the chemistry between those two. And then I have the uh, lighting, the different lighting. I, I find this with the black and white films. They do such a spectacular job with the lighting. I always think to myself, black and white's going to be boring. I like a pop of color, but I'm never disappointed. Right. Well, and let's remember that this is an era where they could have done color if they wanted and they chose black and white. At yeah, first, I mean, the opening scene, it was so dark. I was like, oh, this is going to suck. I thought and so then too. it was daytime and I was like, OK, I can yep. I can. It was a this. choice and I think it was the right choice for this movie. Yeah. And I think at this point, because they could do color and they had been doing black and white movies for so long, they oh, they've mastered the the art of using light. That's what they had to use. Right. So they they use it and they mastered it. Yeah, yep. no, they did a great job with that. At first I was like, oh boy, it was the, you know, the cops rolling down Sunset Boulevard, you know. It honestly, it's actually a really boring opening couple of shots. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't flabbergasted, but mm. um, I was definitely, I got into it pretty quickly. It, it was, only took me about yeah. five minutes to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I can't remember the shots too well. It's because the dialogue at the beginning was so strong. So strong. So, yeah. 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 Serena, I, I totally missed what your main favorite part was. I'm sorry. It was the, chemis- the chemistry between Betty and, and Joe was kind of like, I don't want to even say that was my favorite part because honestly, the plot kind of was my favorite part. Like I'm kind of torn between all of these things because the plot held up. It wasn't so confusing that I couldn't follow. Yep. And just it wasn't one of those things that you're just like why 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 like like we didn't know exactly how it was going to end but there was just enough twist to keep me interested mm-hmm. do you know what i mean the it was tight it was just tight there was no sloppy was, yeah. strings loose strings i mean everything added up and and that and that closing scene oh my gosh amazing right what amazing. what a scene i was like oh my gosh is this the end of the movie i, I don't even mm-hmm. is she going to the psych ward and I had seen that scene a lot. Like that is an iconic moment. Yeah. But just in, in the context, like I never had the right context for it. And it is just gorgeous. It's beautifully shot. When she's walking down the stairs, I it, if you looked at like the photographers and the detectives and stuff, she's moving. And I, I watched, I wasn't watching her and I should go, but I should do, this is worth a rewatch. Yeah. Yes. Different things. I, all right, like I said, I just, I watched it like within two days of, of each watch. It, I, it still had 100% of my attention on the second watch, which is yeah. very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I was actually watching everybody else in the staircase mm-hmm. and they were almost stand still like mannequins. Yeah. Until she kind of reached them. And if she, they kind of had to like move out of her way or like they turned to keep watching her. So they were moving, but it was just, it was in stark contrast to her. And it was, yeah, it was just a great scene. Everyone else is just a prop in her movie. Yep. Right. Yes. And, and they like I, they just fed into her like everything yeah. for her. And- I was wondering about that, because if this was her grand exit to, um, you know, the psych ward or wherever she, it was that they were leading her off to, what an epic exit. And everyone. She was so well loved by the people who did know her. as norma especially her husband her first husband oh my gosh like you believe it that truth bomb you're like that that was big yeah yeah and i actually i really loved max and his character and he is one of those where i actually do recognize him from other movies and it took me a really long time to register who he was but he i like he he might have been one of my favorite characters yeah his character yeah you know because he's like just complete loyalty anyway yeah yes okay my favorite part (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite part (laughs) is uh gloria swanson her acting i mean she she steals the show like yes we were hooked you know within five minutes but it really wasn't until she appeared on screen that you're like oh that's what this movie is okay i I knew i knew i think i i agree with you but sometimes her crazy was a little too over the top, but I feel like that was on purpose because when she wasn't doing that, she, it, okay. Throw back to what Serena said with night watch, where she was so over the like top where you were like, what is going on? And you're like, Oh, that's a choice. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. And then I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She is. Me, sorry. She is acting as if the character is acting as if she is still a silent actress in a movie. Yeah, it was so you can tell that that's the levels that you're dealing with with her. Yes. Yep. Anyway. Uh, All right. Good. Good favorite parts of everybody. All right, guys. Wheel of questions. Wheel of questions. (laughs) All right. We're going with personal wedge. So this is where we are going to take a secondary or minor actor or character and kind of give them a shout out. Tracy. Can I go first? (laughs) Yes. So I thought, and granted I shouldn't have because of all the clues was that Betty at the beginning was just going to be that one-off character that comes in, has a couple of lines and leaves. Yeah. And I, and I knew about the question when I saw her and she had that couple of lines where she was that she was a script reader and basically told him off without telling, knowing he was standing like behind her. Yeah. It was so beautifully done. And I was like, wow, kudos to this girl for playing this girl. I want to like, like kudos she to the character her own. and characters to the actress. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. Love her. This is all, you know, all of that. Um, but then I was like, no, she has more than one line. She interacts with two very big, was that DeMille? Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah. that, was, was that um, was his agent or something like no, that. No, that was a buddy of his at Paramount or oh, not okay, even right. Paramount. I don't even Fair know. What, yeah, it was. Paramount. Um, but they gave her they gave her a first name and a last name. And then mm-hmm. like she he mentions her last name again. I was like, I should have from those clues. I'm like, OK, she's more important than she really is. Yeah. So that scratched my secondary character because she was very much she's primary. Intricate. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, she's up there. So my backup then was Artie. 
He was great because yeah. I love him. He is Joe Friday from Dragnet because I was like, how do I know him? But he's a much younger, much, much younger um, Jack Webb. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, he's still maybe like if if they're a a team, he'll be B team. So my minor character that I want to give a personal wedge to are the two, two girls on the phone. Oh, oh my, God. my God. They were told to laugh and they laughed. And they did. And I was like to a point where it was again, it was almost too much because they were laughing so much. She hands the phone to her friend and they're just still laughing. Like she didn't like, I yeah, like, right. What Obnoxious. the heck is this person on the other phone saying? Like, obviously yeah. it's, What's it's so funny. Yeah. I, so, but I was like, you know what? And, and I didn't think it was going to come back around when they were like, oh, we're done with the phone. And I was like, oh, good job, junk girls. You remembered. Right. Yeah. They actually were paying attention enough yeah. that they were going to follow. I mean, through I, it, obviously, it was in the script, but I still was like, good job, drunk girls. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a good chat. And I approve. I approve. Um, mine was <laughs> was the um, friend of Betty, the roommate of Betty, Connie, played by Jerry Ganser. And I only do this because this is still a 2021 thing. You have, if you're going on an, on a date or you're going somewhere with, and you're not hundred percent sure you've got that buddy with you or is aware where she knows where you are. Something what, was yeah. in pajamas and then threw herself together, put her makeup on and drove her friend and was ready to go to go to battle with her. Right. Was ready like, to go sure? into the house. With yeah. Her. yeah. 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 Uh, that's Betsy's ride or die. She loves yeah. those ride or die characters. I, ride or die characters. And I, I agree. That, man. Yep. Oh yeah. I approved. All right, Serena, who was your shout out? I know. I don't even know if this is allowed. DeMille. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Love him. Yeah. yeah. He was the, and I don't want to say the one true friend, but he was the friend. He was the friend of Norma. He was like, no call off the, do not let her know the reason they were calling for the car. He yep, was, okay. he was kind of in the same boat as her husband. Number one, yep. Max, who was just looking out for her well-being. He knew that she was struggling, struggling with melancholy, the, the word of the fifties before mental health awareness was even a thing. He, he just, he, he was looking out for her. Kudos for him though, for going to a movie like this and playing himself. Yeah. Right. I feel like he didn't have to do that. <laughs> he didn't have to do that. And yeah. he could have been, I mean, and probably they wrote this this way. He could have been the, the real bad guy there. He could have. You know what I mean? And he was still not the hero. You know what I mean? And he still was like, yeah, I'll play myself. This is true yeah. Hollywood or, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, yep, this happened to me last week. Like, right, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy because this entire plot line really, it was shining a light on, and we've discussed this before, the the silent film era turning over to talkies or mm-hmm. voices or whatever they are, and people, an entire genre of actors and actresses that just, I don't want to say got wiped out, but kind of did. They did. People yeah. who had true talent, but then they weren't able to meld into the new up and coming way of making films. It's a different acting style. It's, yeah. it's similar to like theater like face and, acting. Yeah. Yeah. It just, well, it's different. And there were a lot of actors who they, they were capable of making the transition, but they were like, no, this is just a fad. We're not going to do this. Yeah. And they uh, weren't open to it. 
a classic example is Chaplin went yeah went a long time without fine like it took him years before before he was finally like okay fine I'll do a talkie yeah 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 the the Charlie Chaplin now quick question was that our um silent film that we did yes yeah what was that called again gold rush gold rush okay sorry I wanted to um I, I didn't have time to review I'm like what was that movie yeah because she, she did a Chaplin he bit. did a yeah. Chaplin mm-hmm. I was wondering if you guys when that scene came on if you both were like not like necessarily blown away but I was just like oh my god and she Look does at her a go. good job. She, she does her bondo very well. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh my God. Like, like, well, I think that was talent to, in her own right. You know, that was supposed to show us that she actually did have talent. She wasn't this, you know, she wasn't just talking a big game. She actually couldn't do it, but nobody wants her at 50. Yeah. That, Which, I know, okay. That is one of the lines that I um, wrote. That's good job. It's like, you set me up for that one. Here we go. Yeah. He goes to her. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing tragic about being 50 unless you're trying to be 25. Yeah. Which it's true. Like we, it's, it becomes sad when you're trying so hard to stay young and it's like, no, embrace the beautiful fit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be that person. And, but I think that even as, even as far, even as most recent as maybe five or 10 years ago the, the roles for women who are 50 were just not there. And that was just, you know, you, you were either from 60 years ago to saying this message and it's the same message. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Those are all our personal watches, right? All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what movies that we've reviewed does this remind us of? I had a bunch. Honestly. I had so yeah. many. So yeah. many. Because so I've got My Man Godfrey was the very first one that popped into my head. Oh, okay. Um, because you have the rich board, you know women who are like oh carlos boy toy you know uh singing in the rain because of the transition talkies obviously and um night watch which serena you already mentioned and then also gaslight yes yes okay ready for mine yes go okay at the very beginning with the creepy music and the dark like dark streets it reminded me of cat cat people there it is i knew it sorry to take it from you i I read your mind, but I didn't write it down. That was perfect. 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 It also reminded me of an American in Paris. Yeah. Because of, um, I think we see his room when we first start out, he's like a down on his luck writer and that there's like a balcony. And I was like, this reminds me of his apartment in American in Paris. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, singing in the rain, obviously the stay the night stay the night here with me. We've got everything. Here's your clothes and everything. Remind me of the most dangerous game. Again, the bored rich people. Yeah. Come entertain me type thing. Yep. Um, And I guess that's it. Um, Um, Two things. One, I would totally watch the crap out of a rom-com where two teachers share the same desk and never meet. Yes. (laughs) Come on. Yes. Yep. (laughs) It's so great. And then the other thing is, I think this is just a coincidence, but three years after this movie came out, there was a, Sol- a Salome movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right? Interesting. And it has nothing to do with this, and I and it looks like it was not well-received, but still, that's random. <laughs> yeah, that is random. Well, I mean, yeah. it's a biblical, I guess. I yeah. guess that was, you know, that was the era for all the big, you know, 
Ten yeah. Commandments and um, anyway, but yeah. All right, ladies, please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. How does this film hold up? It does. It does. It does. So I wrote, I wrote here. It's the moment in time excuse. And this is the classic, like this. It doesn't this, even need an excuse though. No, it's, yeah. this is how, this is how it was. Yeah. This is, yeah. All right. Uh, boom, we fix it. There's, I don't think there's much to fix guys. So I put an answer, but then I, I, I don't think it's a fix, but I have an answer. Okay. First off, I love the movie, but I thought the middle was a little slow. There was a lot in the middle that was like, just get to the point type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that they were like building things up between both his relationship with Norma and Betty, Mm -hmm. right? Those the names. Um, so I, I understand, but I was still, I was like, okay, I'm losing a little bit of interest now, Mm -hmm. but maybe it was just also the mood I was in. So, but that, you know, if you have, you can lose me in the middle if you can nail the ending. Yes. Which they did. So yeah. all yep. is forgiven. Yeah. Because right, if they that... just, if they just keep going down and you're like, okay, what is, yeah. Anyway. Yep. My only other thought, and I had this thought because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if the dead guy at the beginning was him. Cause I kind of forgot what his face was. And I wasn't sure if they were going to do a little switcheroo or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if when they pulled them out, he would just be like, <gasps> And like yeah. breathe or something. I, yeah, I wasn't I quite wasn't, sure. I thought that too. I was like, what if he's alive still? Yeah. There's no blood in the pool. Yeah, well. that, I thought that too. But so the only thing I thought was at the beginning, he's like, I need a script to make money. And that this was going to be oh. the script that got him money. I you thought know, that at the end of the movie, I was like, was this all a ploy? But that's, that's so that kind he- of the plot to singing in the rain. Oh, yeah. okay. Or they kind of made the, the musical about the musical that they made type of yep. thing. And I felt like, and I don't know, I don't know what movies came before this and what came after, but I was like, oh, well it's been done. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a fix because it's been done. That's, yeah. that's already a storyline. It's already been so fixed. Those are yeah. just the thoughts that I had, but I was like, you know what? No, that those actually don't fix it. It's just other avenues. I suppose they could have taken, which yeah. I'm glad they didn't. So yeah. Anything that would need to be fixed, it would be a nitpicky fix. Yeah. The plot held up. I agree with Trey on the um, the pacing, pacing in the middle. I actually laid down for a, a couple minutes there and I was like, don't close your eyes, Serena. Don't close <laughs> your eyes. All right. Notes roundup. What's everyone got? My last note was when they were like, sometimes he got bored or I got bored and she would entertain me. Mm-hmm. And it was like her like, dancing on the the thing that's he she did the chaplain whatever yep yep so as she's dancing on the table she steps onto the couch and falls on top of him yeah Mm -hmm. i love that but it's very graceful and she falls like into the crook of his arms Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was just well shot, well acted, well like choreographed or what like choreo- yeah. it was just great. And then he lights like a cigarette and she goes, here, give me this. I need it for a mustache. And she uses the butt end of the match to draw on the the chaplain mustache. Oh, that's that it was it, 
it was just great. I yeah. just love that scene. It was a great moment in her character. You, you're you're enjoying her in that character. You yeah, like you are in that moment. And you can kind of see he is like a little bit bored or sad or whatever, but he is enjoying her company and they yeah, kind of yeah. have this closeness and you can kind of see how they there is a level together. of reciprocity there. Yes. It's not yeah. like it's not completely she's keeping him or anything, right. you know. Right. Yeah. All right. Do anybody else have any notes? I think I I think I said all mine. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I covered pretty much everything throughout the entire episode here. Yeah. All right. Martini shot, guys. Would you recommend it? Yes. 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 Jinx. That's a, that's a hard <laughs> three. Yes. Easy, easy. Yes. I knew yep. once I watched this movie, I knew that you guys both would be in agreement. Hard yeah. yeses. Especially I feel like with the last line being that famous line that I that I had heard of, but I just I, I should have guessed it, but I didn't. I knew you both were going to be yeses. And I just feel like it was a well-rounded film held up, even though it was black and white. And I always think I'm going to be disappointed. It held up. It outshined what I thought it was going to, it, it once again, I, proved me wrong with black and white films. Yeah. You know, I liked it. And I was like, okay, this is a good film. Good job. Bets again, picking a, a film yeah. or whatever, but it wasn't until the last line where I was like, this is why. This is it. Yeah, that closing scene it. was everything, and had I, they and had I a didn't see it coming. Yeah, had they had a different closing scene, it could have totally changed my feeling on this movie, and they could have ended this whole movie differently. But they could have gone a couple different routes here, right. and had they had they done that, it would have been what it is. I mean, it's it's well, definitely it's, again it's if you do a rewatch on it. It, it the whole movie is just crescendoing to this yeah. moment. And oh yeah, you, you yeah, can yeah. read the movie that way, and it's yeah, yeah it's so great. It's so great. Yeah, it was it was a nice that an old movie can give you surprises. Yep. You know yes. what I mean, like even because like to, like uh, spoilers, like like even though this movie has been around forever and people talk about it, quoted all the time, it was still a nice surprise. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house.